0: Mud, snow, or ice, what will it be today? Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. We recently had some especially unseasonably warm late February days that had me outdoors in a t-shirt absorbing the sun's rays as the thermometer ticked up to nearly 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Warm, sunny spring days have a tendency to draw us outdoors no matter what we're supposed to be doing. By mid-March, regardless of the weather, it tends to be easy to see other species luxuriating in the increasingly common spring warmth, with birds and chipmunks sunning themselves and calling out to potential mates. Just when we start smelling that rich scent of thawing organic matter, when buds have become remarkably swollen, and when the urge to open windows permeates our minds on increasingly common warm days, we can look and listen for a favorite sign of spring. red-winged blackbirds. Like the first spring sighting of a robin or the first blooming dandelion of the year, red-winged blackbirds can inspire the phenology observers in all of us. Males return ahead of the females to determine their territory and belt their characteristic radiostatic conch calls from marshes throughout Maine. Red-winged blackbirds exemplify sexual dimorphism meaning the males look very different from the females. Males are the most easily identifiable, especially given that their name provides some clues. These robin-sized birds are quite regal. They are draped almost entirely in black, but for bright red epaulets underlined with a yellow stripe. They can puff out these red shoulder patches when singing in an attempt to show off to females. There is no need for females to be so brightly colored, however, so they prefer the camouflage that the streaks of every shade of brown provide, though the females do enjoy a little splash of color and sport a smattering of pale yellow right around their bills. While many think red-winged blackbirds typify a migrating species, they actually are residents, meaning they do not migrate, across most of the United States. In more northern reaches of the country and continent, including interior Maine, most of Montana, and interior Canada, red-winged blackbirds are short-distance migrants, meaning they may migrate south up to about 800 miles during the winter. Along some parts of the coast of Maine, their spring songs may be a better indication of the start of their breeding season rather than their return to the area, as some of these red-winged blackbirds are residents who are simply silent and relatively unseen during the winter. Being a short-distance migrant has its advantages. During the hottest summer days, for example, I enjoy migrating over to the coast for my outdoor recreational pursuits where it is always cooler. During the winter months, I might migrate just a little further inland to experience a deeper and more predictable snow. I can make a decision about where to be based on the weather and conditions in my area. Long-distance migrants have fewer choices, It is much harder to change your travel itinerary if you have a seasonal job, plane tickets, a car rental, or restaurant reservations in place already. Long-distance migrants are pre-programmed to migrate regardless of the conditions during their journey, but they hope that it will be worth it when they arrive early to find the best nest site and earliest worm. But with climate change influencing the phenology of many species by encouraging early leafouts, among other things, Scientists are finding that short-distance migrants like red-winged blackbirds are more able to detect those changes nearby and take advantage of food ready early. Long-distance migrants do not have that luxury and may arrive once their primary food source has already come and gone. To see whether the plants are leafing out or the birds are singing earlier in your area than in past years, spring is an inspiring time to start or add to a phenology journal. A consistent practice of recording the changes in the natural world around you for many years will reveal trends that are exciting to see develop and will let you know whether the red-winged blackbirds have always sung so early in the spring. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Theme music was by Apileated Woodpecker, made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Red winged Blackbird, recorded by Lang Elliott. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology.